0: And uh, welcome back to Lime Water. This is Shravanti, And uh, yes, I haven't spoken in a very, very long time. Uh, but that's mainly because I've had things to do. But thanks to lockdown again, I I have quite a lot of uh, time in my hands. So a lot of things have changed. Uh, one thing, I am almost done with my MBA. Yeah, uh, pretty big thing. But then what's the next step? If anybody asks, it's uh, yes. I'm very much stuck finding a job and to help me with this, uh, I thought what better way to do this than to speak to a HR person and uh, so I have my friend with me today. Hi Shrizita. Hi Shravanti, how are you? I am good (laughs) Uh, and so Shrizita, can you uh, say something about yourself? Something that's not in your CV, (laughs) how the tables have turned. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there's there's a lot that's not on my CV. I try to keep my CV very PG thirteen. <laughs> but uh, um so I'm Jita. I work currently with um uh, ABI, which is the brewery company. Most of you might not know the company, but you might know their products. the that you drink? Yeah, <laughs> all the buds and the coronas and the Stella and the whole garden. They're all um, products of um, ABI. And uh, I've been uh, a part of the HR team as Shavanti mentioned, but more um, uh, specific. I focus on learning and development that's what I've been doing since the beginning of my career
0: I started it's with not even talent. acquisition talent acquisition but I'm just like <laughs> come. <laughs> yeah and I mean like uh,
1: basically we are all taught the same thing very frankly speaking it's just the um, uh, it's just once you're in the role you get to do um, more niche things as a recruiter and different niche things as a L&D person or HRBP or whatever it is, uh, I moved from consulting background to a product company, but I think um, it's it's overall the the, the yeah, same almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Peop- people are the same everywhere, no matter where <laughs> you go, <laughs> and uh, their requirements are also pretty much the same. And something that's not on my CV, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I I might sound like very um. With, like you know has a lot of grasp on what's happening but half of the time I have no idea what's going on so that's um, a very nice thing to say though
0: <laughs> I mean yeah oh. it's like
1: someone asks you what's your weakness and this is huh.
0: the answer you should like oh it's not a weakness actually. <laughs> wow. so that's, that's the, uh, so for this uh, episode we are going to try giving tips and tricks so this is one, if asked for weakness, just say that you understand what's going on, but uh, not actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so coming to that. Okay, so this is what I have noticed. Uh, my luck is terrible. Uh, and so I realized there are a few things that a HR manager just finds, especially the recruiters. They, that They say, oh, you fit right in. So it's like, you're a good candidate is different and you are one of us is different. So what exactly is that? Like, how do you become one?
1: Of- As you said, you know, what is that one thing that really draws a recruiter towards your CV? It has to be the keywords because I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, a, a, a recruiter doesn't really have a lot of time to go through each CV. They take like a few seconds to few minutes uh-huh. to scan it's called initial screening and what they yeah. do is just they look at the keywords um so for a role that you might think like you know now for example if you're looking for a particular technical person it's just going to be like okay i need like a java trained person so mm. i look at the skills mm. and then i see if there's java so it crosses my first screening and then it goes into the bucket for the further like that's the first hurdle that most of us really can't clear because you'll see that there's never any clear um, mention of what it is that you're applying for. We go ahead and we decorate and we embroider our CV with, um, I do I did this, I was in this fest, I was the leader of this committee. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen so many people focus so much on those mm-hmm. and then forget what role are you applying for. Like if you're applying for a I don't like a content manager or something. They want to see how good you are with graphics, how good good you are with like your, you know, your core skills. What's your Mm. creative thinking ability like? Those are the skills. So your skills should be out there
0: rather than uh, the other things, the core curriculum. (laughs) Okay. Um, I got a mail tracker because I, I don't trust where the mails are going at all. Uh, so and then I keep checking okay, who is seeing my mails and you know that's the basic process. So I've also learned uh, that one way is uh, hit them up on LinkedIn, the HR manager. So who has put up the hiring post? Uh, yeah. first connect with them and then send a message, ask them something about the job, and then say okay hey, I've sent in my CV and. Uh, yeah that i've applied uh, but <laughs> then how do you like there how do you make an impression enough for them to say oh yeah okay i'll go look into it and they'll go see your mail like the basic of the basic things that out of the thousand applicants you are just seen now now th- this question has to be like you know it's a
1: very generic question because recruiters different industry recruiters exactly. different yeah they, they, they have their own way of doing things like for example if you now ask a um, I don't know um consulting recruiter or mm. uh, who literally maybe uh, gets around 40-50 messages on LinkedIn per day because you know Correct. like everybody yeah. will go ahead and That's the, everybody knows, like now what you said, like, you know, I hit them up on LinkedIn. That's the, that's the first thing they do now. So a lot of recruiters, when I talk to them, they're like, um, no, we don't check messages because it's Mm. inhuman. When, when it comes to how to create an impression on a a recruiter, it's very difficult to crack that case through messages or through mails, because Mm. a lot of them are not overlooking just because they're not interested in you. It's just the sheer volume. They're, They're not it. able. To, yeah. That's not an effective way. Like I saw somebody posted on LinkedIn this this guy did like a major. He wanted to intern with Cred, mm. and he yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. like it was viral yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and he just like created this really cool graphic video which had like. And and he encapsulated all of the features of CRED and their goal and vision. So it kind of caught up and people started sharing and it it caught like the CRED club's um, focus as well. Hmm. So, I mean, that's the way of doing it. But unfortunately, that doesn't work in a more um, conservative, a a more traditional industry. That's where your referrals come into place. That's where yeah. your job goals come. That's mm-hmm. where your uh, campus placement comes in. So the, the, those are the companies will not really um,
0: look at you in any other way. If we talk about social media and all of the social media, uh, yeah. we should talk about LinkedIn as well and how toxic it's getting. So... <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I mean, it's so important. So, the guy that you mentioned, good for him. But then, if everybody stood up like mm. that and wanted to make a big announcement on their LinkedIn, what will happen? Like, then there'll be nobody left. Do you get it? Like, if 10 people like him stood up and said, hey, I want a job at CRED, I can do this. Mm. Just 10 designers like him. That They can't do that to everybody. They can't give 10 jobs. They might not even need that many. So... The whole standing up on LinkedIn is something I, first of all, the crux of LinkedIn itself. I would want your opinion on this also. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every uh, social media has its own positioning, I feel. Like for Instagram, I feel it's whatever you do, be grounded. Like that's just a said thing. You want to show off, be grounded about it. If you are not grounded and if you just show off blatantly, people are just going to hate you. But I feel on LinkedIn, it's you have to show off. Even if you've done the bare minimum, fucking show off. And that's how you will get anyone's attention. And I personally am not a big fan of it. I mean, is it worth that every single thing you do, that you have to put it up there and you have to show, showcase it to everybody?
1: Makes make sense. No, I think you're not the first person, I think, who's noticed it because I'm sure people... <laughs> see memes running around, okay, you know, I saw that you know I saved a cat yeah, yeah. from the road, <laughs> and um, the cat was my interviewer. So <laughs> things like that, it's it's all over yeah. the new like internet and all. Um, now coming to your first point, which you said like you know, it, it's a great platform and like good for the guy mm-hmm. who got it out. Whatever it's, everybody does it. So similarly, you know, at one point of time, every new thing or every um every uh, platform has that point where um people break the barriers and utilize it for more than they are doing so like for example there was also once upon a time i'm sure when monster was all that big it Mm. had just come in and then you'll see now monster is saturated because everybody flocked to monster so now since LinkedIn is is the new thing and people are seeing that you know you're before linkedin was just to let people know that this is your professional career now hmm. people are finding new ways pushing the boundaries to actually get hired like that's huh. where it's now yeah. so now i'm sure more and more people will flock because there is the like they have realized that this is a great platform to use it and you'll see within a few years even with so much people doing like the same thing on linkedin even it's going to get saturated the way the other things you know yeah you know it, it's gonna blow over and yeah. there's gonna be a time when you might actually find something new and i mean it, there is no saying that whether this linkedin a uh, hack is going mm-hmm. to um you know actually sustain and give more opportunities to people or it's just going to be as you said you know what if everybody started doing all this all the designers in the world just puts, puts their stories Perfect. and be like <laughs> it, it, it won't work, so then recruiters will find something new. They'll actually judge how more the person is doing rather than just doing it there. So, personally, I use LinkedIn very, very, um, very controlled uh, in a mm-hmm. controlled way because I, I believe that I, my whole purpose of LinkedIn is just people who don't know me well, they should get to know what I am. That's the only reason. If they want to know if I'm good for hiring, then still they need to talk to me. And I see people putting their CVs on LinkedIn and expecting recruiters to go through it. That's not how it's going to happen. They're going to still ask you your CV. They just want to see, okay, this guy, does he have, again, it gets back to your skills. Does he or she have the skills that
0: I'm looking for? And that's it. Then they get back. Now, so, these are the things that I've been putting together, a few t- tips and tricks. Uh, one thing, I, do, I hate GD, and thankfully this year, because uh, most of the processes are virtual, we didn't have GDs as such, but I, why, who even came <laughs> up with GDs? It's the worst. But uh, one thing I noticed is somehow make yourself just stand out, like, it doesn't have to be intellectual. It doesn't have to be something very well worth. Just then at the end of the day, once they're done with your round, they look back at that round at that 10 minutes, there needs to be something about you that stood out. You
1: know, there have been so many people, especially my friends who are not that outgoing. Mm -hmm. I use that word very, like, I use that word very respectfully. I don't mean, like, outgoing, like, introvert people cannot speak. That's absolutely what, it it doesn't mean that. But I know people who are not good at fighting to get a chance to speak. Like, they would rather not fight. They'll just be like... if I have something to say, if you're just going to shout over me and put your point across, I might as well not say. So that is an introvert. Like, it's not that I don't have anything to say. So I've heard this from a bunch of my introverted friends that, um, you know, GDs are not made for us because they don't really give people an opportunity to speak. Um, And when you may ask right now, like Shanti, like, what's the point of a GD? That's what you ask. Like, like there's no point right it's just um but let me assure you one thing Um there is this really really important point why GDs actually came into being and uh-huh. I am 100% sure that they are not judging it by those metrics now. Like uh-huh. a lot of the people who run uh-huh. GDs, they're not moderators. They've never really run a debate. They've never really run a discussion of anything in their life. They just go and they're like, bac- ko hai na, we'll sit and uh-huh. listen who shouts the loudest. And okay. that is definitely not the point of a GD. Um, a correct group discussion, when it happens, it's one of the most um, enriching experiences of the entire interview process. And I've been lucky to be part of some of those discussions. Like when I came out of the GD and I'm like, um, you know, this person spoke a lot of sense, even though I wasn't like standing out. I'm Mm -hmm. sure this person is going to get in. And that person got in because um, standing out has nothing to do with how loud you talk. GD is something that's only focused mostly on campus placement or on very, like, you know, um, creative-based roles, like, you know, where, where you have to use your mind and your, your your um, you know, dominance in certain situations, or they use it for the people roles where they, so every reason why they, every time they have a GD, they have a very strict set of metrics that they already have in place, like, I have to see if this person, like as you said, you know assertiveness. Mm-hmm. If the role demands for assertiveness, they'll definitely check the assertiveness. Uh-huh. Um, like, uh, but I think overall, no matter which role list is you're sitting for, the one thing they definitely check in the GD is your storytelling ability. Um, it's a discussion. It's not a, as you said, it's it's not an argument. It's not you are for and somebody else is against. Mm-hmm. It's a topic. And at the end of the day, the discussion should have a beginning, should have a middle, and should have an end. And you remember, I'm sure, like, you've been told multiple times, you know, either start or conclude, because that gives you a lot of yeah, points.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not true at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean
1: uh, you start, you conclude, doesn't matter. But if you conclude with bullshit, you don't hey, get if, a point. Yeah. So one thing which I felt helped me, because, I mean, God help me, God bless me. I have never uh, not cracked a group discussion because there are very few interviews that I've cracked <laughs> because I clear the group discussion, but the personal oh. interview is where I used to get messy. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're again two very different things that they're looking from you. Um, mm-hmm. so I think the thing that really helps is having
0: your story in your mind very well set. One more point similar to this. Um, So while talking about uh, in general applying, uh, one of my friends said this, and I think it's a very good point. So he said, when you're applying for a specific firm or an agency, go through their mission and mission statement and add that in your cover letter or, or while speaking in an interview somewhere, because that's exactly what they're looking for, like whatever is there. And I was like, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. This is like, I think 101, getting
1: hired 101 is, know the company you're working for. There's, uh-huh. there's no way around it. Uh, and you know, just every company has a website that they love and they cherish. Yeah. Go through it like end to end, go through the products, the services, everything. And every time like you're on in an interview and even if there is no requirement for you to quote their mission or anything, even while you're introducing yourself, put those keywords. Talk about perseverance if they have perseverance. Yeah. Talk about excellence if they have excellence. And it's, I mean, even the recruiter knows you have like mugged it up. It's okay. But it's like... <laughs> yeah, that's what they want to hear. Yeah. Way. yeah. You're taking the preparation for it. So this is just one-on-one. Like you cannot, you cannot be prepared for an interview until unless you know the company like the back of your hand. That's number yeah. one. Do you have more 101s like this? We'll go step by step. The very first thing is a very clean and a crisp LinkedIn profile. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Like no clutter, no unnecessary nonsense. Like you know, um, you good for you. You finished twenty courses on Coursera. It's a pandemic. We're all doing everything, huh. but don't put twenty course lists there. That, that makes no sense. Just put I am in this. Yeah, like um don't say i am like everything from everything um if you can get some um you know recommendations mm-hmm. get get people you know to recommend you for some skill and endorse you for something and um great is taking up linkedin learning uh that's a good um, platform because you kind of see your achievements right on there like right on the page then going back as i said you know your cv um CV 101 has to be. It has to be a one pager. Cannot be bigger than that. It's a one pager and a a very crisp objective. Like uh, I mean, everything said and done next to your picture, there should be like a one or two liner explaining Mm. what you are. And you can modify that. As per the company's statement, right? Like that's the beauty. So that's like the cover letter part of it, right? Like basically, not not a lot of companies actually look through a cover letter because, as I said a minute. They look mm. like maybe they take a minute to go through your profile. So, <laughs> mm. um, put all there. Put it all there. Great if you put it in the cover letter as well. But just keep that handy. Like mm. uh, one picture and uh, use use legible fonts. Take a professional headshot if you don't have one. Please don't give photos where your half your face is covered. Like even if you're applying for netflix even if you're applying for zomato who are like very socially out there mm-hmm. uh, um yeah the 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 in gr- crowd in companies but make yourself professional and yeah. um, next thing would definitely be you know in case you have anybody working there that's just the best mm. way to get into a job is referral. And I'm like, there's no two ways about it. Uh-huh. All your job portals, all your uh, websites can just hold its place. But a referral, nothing works like a good old-fashioned referral. Mm. Get your friends, ask, is there any vacancy? Do you see anything in the, in the jo- internal job portal? And if you don't know anybody, as you said, you know, get on LinkedIn. Like, put the hashtag that you're looking for. Like, if I am looking tomorrow for HR jobs, I'll put an HR and I'll put yeah. a search, because there are HR jobs, people are posting it, take a look, friend the person, understand what the role is. Right. Um, And then of course, when it comes to a GD, as I said, if you, if by chance, you're one of those poor college kids, or those people mm-hmm. who have to go to GD, when you're being like, for example, it's a mass recruitment, and there are a lot right. of people there. Yeah. Just make sure that you have a story in your head, like, Mm-hmm. every company every company no matter if it's the big four or or, or or the IT giants or or even like product companies hospitality everything now the highest like uh you know requirement the biggest requirement in uh in a soft skill you know arena is storytelling because mm-hmm. all they want is are people who are adept at communicating in a way that you know is effective and gets all the information across and that's only done through storytelling so get your story in place have that and maintain that storytelling even when you're in your interviews Mm. um be very and and one thing be very open about your experience be very open about your comp a lot of us um get really shaky when it comes to asking for comp but just be Mm. open like is what my expectations are keep everything that you want to be on the table keep it on the table but uh-huh. make sure your table is completely clutter free but you can't just be like okay I'm looking for a job mm-hmm. and anything works no anything doesn't work I am uh-huh. skilled in this, and this uh-huh. is what I want so put it out there and put it out there in a very very comprehensive way so that that's that's gonna At least
0: that's going to help you with your search. That's going to narrow your search down by a lot. One thing I personally found uh, recently. uh, So I was applying for one of these agencies. And uh, I was doing something by myself. Thoda extra. Like nothing important. Uh, I mean nothing they asked for. I just wanted to again stand out. So do everything possible. And I I had to put a picture of myself uh, there. So in my head, I was like, okay, so four people are going to see this. Put up any picture. By any, I mean a good, uh, very formal picture only, but any of them. But then there was a very small thought in my head that said, put a picture where you look nice. And I don't know mm-hmm. why it mattered. But then I was like, okay, yeah. And then I put it up. So do you think like very, sub? I'm not saying this is the criteria and they do select it, reject it but then subliminally it makes some difference if you put up you <laughs> show yourself as a prettier person I,
1: I hope not because then like you know <laughs> then it's just gonna be a big uh, you know riot in our hands if, if, if that even <laughs> matters in any way
0: but um but then that's what I said it's not like a major point but like subliminally like it's like huh? oh yeah I'm noticing this person more for reasons which isn't so put in again, then when you thought, you know, I'll put a pretty picture
1: of myself mm. or like a prettier picture of myself, at the end of the day, that's also a very crucial way of standing out. Like yeah. a person noticing your eyes and being like, oh my God, you have big eyes. Like it, it's not that they are appreciating your beauty, but mm. you just sort of linger back into their head. Like, okay, that girl with yeah. the big eyes. So it's screening, oh my God, like that girl with the two piercings or with the, that girl with the really curly hair. So we're not talking about um, how pretty you look, but more about oh, the yeah. yeah the the recall uh, the ability. You know how we talk about brand recall It's just similar. Huh. Like hmm. like your brand recall shouldn't be like okay. So like they have gone through like eight profiles and like my picture was there where I was hmm. like dressed in like a very bright pink color shirt. And hmm. they'll be like, the, the girl in the pink like color the pink Even shirt. in interviews. Even in interviews, you go there and, I mean, th- those lucky women who have, like, hair till their waistline. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they're going to be like, okay, that girl with the yeah, long yes. hair. I and mean, it's just a mechanism. But mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, very ethically, very professionally speaking, yeah. Yeah. it it doesn't matter. And it shouldn't matter until unless the person who's um, doing it is doing it unethically and something that he or she shouldn't do. So let me assure you that that it's not a criteria in any way. But a lot of us use it just to um just to just, you know, have that one little special thing that's just us. That's it. Like you see people like I have met people, like I introduced them, like they've just joined the team and she has lived in like a different country, maybe for example Germany, three years of her Mm -hmm. life. Like, while she introduced herself, she said that four times. Like, because I moved from ah. Germany. I live in Germany. It's, it's not that she's trying to put that thing that, you know, I am from Germany. But it's just that, you know, we'll just remember, Achah, wo Germany Valley lalti.
0: Correct, correct. That becomes one of your ways uh, they yeah. connect you. Correct. Damn. So, this whole put your best foot forward has just become like an entirely different ball game now. Before, it was like a very level
1: playing field. Mm-hmm. I won't say for everybody, but like people with the same opportunities coming from the same background pretty much mm-hmm. had to do it um, on a same level. But right now, um, how do I say, the, the enthusiasm and the passion to do well yeah. in life, the drive has gone but so But I high. think
0: this, the competition is because of lack of jobs or you know different things a form of recession that has formed over the past oh, two years and,
1: and you'll see that um, there are people who are um, paid uh, way much. less for what their work is and then there are people who are paid much higher than what their work entails like or requires so i'm not saying that we have to change like we can't really sit here and discuss about the entire um, scheme yeah. of things But I'm just saying people have understood that there are jobs. A Mm. lot of them have understood there are jobs. But unfortunately, a lot of us are not, you know, satisfied with what they are, you know, going to give us. Which, you know, till our parents' age and till our parents' generation, we were thinking, you know, there was a thing we've gotten a job, we've gotten a steady income and we settle. But if you see attrition rates, if you see data about you know the, the age group that leaves jobs most frequently, it's the people who have just finished three years and like you know one to three, one to three years in the firm and they move they shift. That's the max they stay in a firm. Why? It's because that you know that drive in them that you know I am sitting and doing this work. I know I can do something better and I get get paid much more. And that's what creating that unnecessary competition because they know opportunities Mm. are there they know those select opportunities are there we are we are not taking things lying down we are actually fighting for what we want and Uh. if you're fighting everybody else is fighting so we cannot be like here there's too much toxicity because you and i are contributing to that toxicity.
0: That is a very different way of looking at it. But uh, yes, that's true. But we have to fight for our things, right? So uh-huh. I've also uh, realized, so this is how I put it before we started talking. So I see a job and I think, I know, first of all, I feel everyone can do the jobs. It's not about who can do it. It's mostly about just connecting with people and that's how they get the yeah. job. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I see a job profile and I'm like, hey, I can do this. I am fit for it. I feel sometimes, I internally also, I feel, oh, I really connect with this job. So I have feel, I have felt it. But in order to go ahead with it, I have to connect with another person in between. Yeah, and then that's where I say, like, oh, now I have to put up a different face because this person might not like my personality, my technical personality, as such. Well. And get through that person to go into the main guys. Uh, and then there I can reveal myself. So it's just very chaotic and around is what I feel. Um, there's research
1: every day being done. Yeah. to make every process more robust. And there's no denying the fact that everything we do today can be done much better in the next coming years. Because people are studying about it. People are doing work yes. on it. Yes. Um, And... I mean, what you say is so true, Shravanti, because you, are, um, you might be very invested in a role or in a job and you're like, hey, I want to put this, my, my genuine um, self out there when I approach the people who will be doing this. But again, uh, for the person who's looking at you for the first time, for them, mm-hmm. you're not an enthusiastic applicant. You're a number. You're a target which needs to be achieved for them and their mode of um, you know judging you has to be based on hard facts rather than your involvement with the role and I'm just saying this just like an example but mostly everything you do going forward is just going to be making sure you know which um side you should put for which people like I'm not saying be yeah. um, toothpaste or be like different <laughs> like no that makes no sense and there is no and I think, people should understand once you're in the professional setup there's nothing like oh my god you're so two-faced you're like behaving differently with her, and yeah i'm behaving differently with different people man like i can't go ahead and do ha 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 with a person like who doesn't like people doing ha 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 and Mm -hmm. i can't go with the straight face and like you know let's just finish this work and get lost with the person who likes to sit and bond with people yeah uh, to be like molding yourself into different things, so there's nothing like you know. Why don't you just have a steady? And at the end of the day, this holds true for every professional. Mm-hmm. It's like um, you're there as an employee. You're not among friends having a good time. Mm-hmm. It's um, no matter how warm and welcoming the place is, no matter how wonderful they are to you. At the end of the day, you maintain the integrity. You maintain your image. It's 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 not um, it's not college days. Very frankly yeah, speaking, it's not. Um, it's not. It's not. And, and um, there, there are going to be people who who've been in the system for so long that they've forgotten humor. Uh, you gotta understand. You gotta deal with that. You gotta know yeah. be I mean? like, yeah, I am here for work and I'm leaving for work. Um, so don't worry about creating like this is just the stepping stone you um, adapting to different people now for the interview is just getting you ready for those hundred others inside of a firm who have different mood and behaviors every day so just just be like you know like very swift very agile with everything you know agile is the by the way the key word of every organization right now is digitalization no time, no time. and huh. agile just put My those two goal. words, yeah, just put those two, just sprinkle those words in every interview. Be like, um, I am an agile, uh, you know, I'm an agile employee. I want to be part of something that moves fast and just just use those words uh-huh. and talk about how you're going to use our data
0: and digitize, use this, they just like, they eat those up. <laughs> Thank you so much, Riju. Uh Is there anything you want to conclude, like a one-liner, like giving a dialogue? Oh, <laughs> nice dialogue
1: and all. You should have asked me. This should be in my content brief when you asked me to do.
0: The oh, <laughs> a... <laughs> content brief like, was yeah. ten minutes before the call. <laughs>
1: so yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, if I have to summarize all of that and just put it together, I just feel like you know. Ah, (laughs) yeah like i'll I'll stick to my uh stereotypes and just go ahead and say that you know be very clear Mm -hmm. and concise about what you want not just from others but from yourself also what you want accordingly act and do everything understanding that you know it's aligned to what you want so basically if i want to be a content manager or a graphic designer every action you do should be aligned to that. You can't bunk those important courses because you're lazy or you want to watch a Netflix series instead, but that doesn't align you to becoming a good content person. So it's just everything you do should at the end, like snowball into your bigger target. Personality. Yeah, even like you're, even when you're applying, Hmm. you can apply for an easy job, like something that you're not interested in. You want to be like a project manager of pmo and you mm. see pmo jobs are not available so you just apply for anything that's there and mm. you get it you're mm. not aligning to what you actually planned on and then you're automatically not going to do well yeah. you should just this two years of your life doing that keep a big picture mm. in your mind keep a very Areopar. concise solid mm. yeah like, keep that in your mind and everything you do going forward should in a way kind of contribute to that big picture everything should a road to that big picture it can be anything it can be also in your professional personal life i just say it because every time i feel lost or i feel like i don't know what to do next i'm like uh if i sit here and sulk about it will it actually help me with what i where i see myself three years down the line or if i just pick myself up and do some nonsense but i do what is needed of me so it just helps you overall, I feel. No, that,
0: no, no that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, thanks a lot. And I hope uh, there are other people who benefit. I don't know who listens to this podcast, but uh, I really hope. Uh, no, I know. I, mean. <laughs> um, I surely have gotten more insights. So yes, uh, these are certain things I will keep in mind uh, from tomorrow uh, when I'm applying again. <laughs> like every day but yes (laughs)
1: Uh, i i mean and i totally feel like you know um it's it's always um i mean i don't know you mentioned about luck at the very beginning you know that i'm not lucky (laughs) lucky so i don't know like I, i i like just ended on this that I wanted to change my job for a while. Mm -hmm. I wanted to change it for like almost a year. And there have been times when I'm like, I don't want to work here. I just want to go somewhere else. And I tried, you know, applied. I I did here and there. But, you know, when, when there was this one point when I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. And that point came after one year I started searching for. Like I started searching for jobs one year. And I was just, you know, doing it in a very casual fashion, like, ha, hoga to uh, and mm. then one day, there was one day, a year after all of this, when I was like, you know what, this is the last straw on the camel's back. And I cannot. And within 13 days, 13 or 14 days of the day, I decided that I had my new job offer. Wow. It was just like, yeah, you just had to be like, you know what, that's it. Today, yeah
0: no is, more uh, beating around the bush and going all
1: in yeah and going all in will actually you'll understand when you feel that yes i'm going all in because mm-hmm. that's it that's when you know that it's gonna crack and if it's not happening it's maybe because you you you've not really put all that you have to give it sounds harsh because a lot of people will be like no i'm putting everything i have mm-hmm. but you're not really putting everything you have because the moment you do it's bound to happen. It's just bound to happen. Have your SWOT ready. Like mm-hmm. I missed it in the 101, but have your SWOT ready. Not for the interviewers, just for you, man. Like what yeah, are you good no, true, true. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't even know. Like most of us are like, uh, yeah, I know I have some weaknesses, but like, what are my T's? Like, <laughs> like, what do I do there? So that's where, you know, you need like threats and right. everything that, you need like a different perspective you need people to come and talk to you and uh, one very good like thought is to get everything about you like everything you're doing it's always good to get another perspective to it everything Mm. if you've created a good cover letter get it vetoed by somebody you trust or somebody you feel has that command over things like just not like get his approval getting approval but just like you know what this is what I wrote. yeah Yeah, do you think there's something else because it's always better to look at it from somebody
0: else's perspective Mm, because ultimately someone else is only looking at you you can start your own podcast with all these one ones and suddenly there's just all these unemployed youth following you
1: yeah i'm just i'm 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 doing my debut here once this gets popular (laughs) that's when i'll charge for it
0: (laughs) oh for going to others podcast nice yeah. Big but money. No, I think it was bigger money. <laughs>
1: anyway, this was mm. really fun, Amandhi, and I Hi. think I hope, if not, anybody else but you at least have benefited somewhat.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Riju I will link Shijo's Instagram. Go follow her. <laughs> and you can hit her up <laughs> and like please give me more one on one tips. She will know. Chill and all her DMs. Fun, I...
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll i probably even like refer you if I, if there are any companies. Wow, okay, free reference. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. You are very con. You're very, you know, um, uh, sure about what you want to do, and that's something that I cannot help. With. Oh. <laughs>